Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hello, folks. Thanks for listening today. Lord bless you. I'm glad that you are taking time out to listen to Christian programming, and I pray that this program will touch your life and it will continue to touch your life. I pray that God would be able to use me and use the other speakers on the radio to really breathe some positive hope into you because we have hope in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and He is life-changing. Our Heavenly Father, change our lives today. Help us to search out what you would have for us. Help us to follow you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our might. Oh God, we want to be people of God. Strengthen us in our weaknesses. Give us power to overcome. No matter where people are today, whether they're at work, whether they're uh, they're playing, whether they're at their homes, wherever they're at, Lord, I pray that you would open up their hearts to hear from you today. And Lord, Speak through me, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to speak a little bit out of 1 Timothy today. And I see this. So we're just going to start reading through 1 Timothy 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope. To Timothy, my true son in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I just love that. I love his letters to people and how he t- touched and changed lives and he, and he Timothy charged he was having a charge here from Paul and listen to what it said he says as i urge you when i went into macedonia stay there in ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer okay he was telling them you can command certain people not everybody was teaching false doctrines but there were certain people that were teaching false doctrines they were teaching a feel-good doctrine, you know, and that's what we hear a lot today. People just candy-coat the gospel so much because they want people, they say, you know what, people just need to know Jesus. Well, the truth of the matter is he wants people to really know him, to understand him, to live for him, to believe in him, and to, to call upon him on a daily basis. And he says, you know, he, there's so many of those people, he says in verse 4, that devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, such things promise controversial speculation rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love, which comes from pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm. There's a lot of people out there. A lot of people out there think they can be preachers or they can be prophets or whatever it may be. I had a guy one time tell me he was a prophet. They have all these things. You know what? We want people to think highly of us. Let me tell you something. You put your faith in God and God alone. Don't think too highly of yourself. You know what? Pride is a very destructive thing in our lives. And if you think that you have a monopoly on Christianity and a monopoly on God telling you things, I'm just always very leery of people that use the term God told me all the time. I've said that before. And I know God leads me and God shows me things. I really believe it's God. But I haven't had God with a verbal voice. One time I had an experience that was similar to that. But I can tell you this. God leads me and shows me and directs me and gives me gives me the 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 knowledge to understand him. I believe that with all my heart. And I, the other day, we prayed about a situation in my prayer team. And they were praying for me. They came over, laid hands on me. And, and I'm telling you what, 
I dealt with the situation and God, merciful, full of mercy, gave me wisdom and within a couple hours uh, of prayer, God answered my prayer, answered it incredibly. And I told those guys that thank you for praying. Thank you that God hears our prayers and that we can call upon him and we know it when he does. I mean, I sensed the Holy Spirit in such a powerful way. I knew it was from God. But sometimes people try to build themselves up that start people start looking at them. And so it's hard to argue with somebody who says, well, God told me. God told me this. God told me I was supposed to go uh, run in this race. God told me. I mean, how did God tell you that? You know, I be very, very careful about putting words in God's mouth. And some of you are saying, well, God, God speaks to us. Well, he speaks to us all in very different ways. I, would, I can't say what he says to you and how he says it or how, he, how you understand it. But I know one thing. Be very careful. I don't want to get to heaven and have God say, I did not tell you that. Where did you come up with that at? I want him to say, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for seeing the signs that I sent you. Thanks for understanding me. I'm telling you what, I love my prayer time. I love being alone with God. And I love just being prompted by the Holy Spirit. I love being prompted to try to do things and to follow his path. And I hope that I always do that. And I can tell you there's times that I haven't. So you know what? God will see us through, but we got to continue to trust him. But he said the goal of command to hear is, uh, Timothy was saying is to, I mean, Paul was saying Timothy is to love. Love. We know the law is good, he says, verse 8, if, if it's used properly. We also know the law is made not for the righteous, but for the lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful and the unholy and the, and the irre- irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murders, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else contrary to the sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glorious glory of the blessed God, which is entrusted to me. See, Timothy lays this out, and this is in the NIV, reading the NIV version of the Bible, which I found to be very accurate in my studies. And it's this very, he says, you know, it's the law is for those that are living away from what God has laid out. He has given us a way to live, and when we turn our back on it, we sin. Then he goes on, verse 12, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor of violent men, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord has poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I'm the worst. But for that's what Paul said. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. This is such a powerful passage of Scripture. He says, God saved me, the worst of sinners. And I've had people over the years tell me, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. I've done so many horrible things. I don't know how God can ever save me. Well, he does. He does. 
He says, you call upon him, you ask him to forgive you of your sins. He will forgive you of all your sins. He will throw it into a sea of forgetfulness. He will remember it no more. Oh, sure, certainly you'll have scars, as we all do from, from our past. There's not a, I don't think there's a person on planet Earth that has, doesn't have scars from the past, that they made decisions they shouldn't have made. I don't think there's anybody like that. But God has forgiven everybody. And God says, let's move forward. Let's press on to the high calling I have for you. And he was really trying to get this across to Timothy. He was want, he's wanting him to be aware of those around him that would try to distract him, those around him that would try to preach false doctrine, and those around him that try to, to, to use something other than the Word of God to speak to people's hearts. Because you know what? It was to come. It, it came all through the years. It still comes today. People try to put their faith in something other than God's holy word, which we know is true, which we know is accurate. And when you go, like I said, like I have to the Holy Lands, and you see the history, when you see the archaeology, when you see where Jesus was, when you see the scrolls that were found, when you see the inscriptions, when you go through Hezekiah's tunnel, when you see, you recognize the Bible. You recognize the incredible, true history book, that there is backing, that there is not something made up. And sometimes people believe in things that are made up. They're stories. They're not God's word whatsoever. And there's nothing that even backs it up because it's a falsehood. And folks, that's the way the enemy wants to do. He wants to get us to involved in believing something, a feel-good ministry. And it's not a ministry at all, a feel-good deception that is leading people to a devil's hell. Very sad state happening all the time. And even though Paul was writing to Timothy, they could write that letter today. And many churches, many churches, even good, solid churches that have been solid in, in the Word. And I could name you churches, uh, denominations that are doing really well in their denomination. But many of them are now making decisions to compromise the Bible, compromise God's truth to accept other people. Folks, it's not about accept. You accept everybody. You want the sinner to come into church. You want those that don't know Jesus to come to church. You want them to do that. But you cannot teach a false gospel. You cannot teach something that's false and that the Word of God calls sin and call it righteous because just that's the way the traditions of the world's going. It's time not to give in. It's time to stand up. Stand on the promises of God. And then the last few verses of chapter 1. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophetic, the uh, prophecies once made to you so that you may be recalling them. You might fight the battle well, holding on to the faith and good conscience, which some have rejected, and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. Wow. Wow. That's not good news. People of God, we need good news. We need the good news of the Word of God. We need to read the Word of God and live by the Word of God. Don't let anybody tell you that sin is okay and to justify it and to try to make things right. Live by God's holy truth because it is holy and is true and you know what? We're all going to stand before him someday. We're going to give account for our life, and he's going to say, what have you done? Or he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. 
enter the kingdom of heaven. Folks, we want the latter, and I know you do too. Lord bless you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.